0: Hey, everybody, this is Nick Mayhew, three-time gold medalist and three-time world record holder, and you're listening to Power 98.5.
1: We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia.
0: Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com.
1: Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd. He's progressive, he's beautiful, he's thoughtful, he's intelligent, he's powerful, he's positive. He is Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. Empowering listeners from the U.S. to the U.K. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. (laughs)
0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It's live on air with Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. Beautiful sunny day. I think we're going to be in the 80s already. It's May. May 4th. Wow. Well, time does not stand still for anyone. Not even my special guest who's going to do something incredibly when I'm gonna say it's very precious, it's very loving, it's very selfless. That's the word, selfless. We've got Michael Lozier. Some of you may know Michael Lozier as author of Law of Attraction, all right? 3.7 million copies in 37 languages. Michael lives in Victoria, BC, on Canada's West Side. He has interviewed four times by Oprah Winfrey on her Soul series and went on to host his own show on Oprah and Friends Radio for a year. Today, Michael will be introducing us to the emotion code process. That is, Michael will identify and delete old emotions from previously ended relationships. The process is called the heart wall, a wall of emotions around your heart. I had the esteemed pleasure of meeting Michael on Clubhouse. I was one day just getting ready to do my morning walk, you know, have my coffee, do everything that I usually do. Sometimes I like to change it up, be slightly spontaneous. And I just had this feeling I needed to go on Clubhouse. I don't know, I was sitting there. It said I had like two messages or something. And so I went on and was fickering around a little bit. And then I was scrolling through, had this feeling, you know what, take a look at the rooms. And I didn't find Michael's room within the first top five, not even a top 10. And it should have been in the top. So however Clubhouse does what they do. I did end up finding his room and he was the only room I ended up tapping into. And boy, am I glad that I did because the reading and the energy shift that happened that day uh, was beyond profound, and that 's the only word I can come to to really describe uh, it's much more powerful than that. There really is not a word for it for what Michael did. Timing was essential. It really moved and um, defragmented where I was in that emotional space in place during that day so up to the stage we have live and direct from canada's best michael lozier good morning michael
1: hey stephen good morning and power 98.5 listeners i'm so excited to be here today i probably created this the idea of being on your program before you even asked by the way i think my thought manifested this interview so we're both uh, we're both fortunate to have met each other and, uh, and the opportunity for me to let people know about what I'm doing, and not only let them know, they're going to hear it. We are going to do a live releasing negative emotion session on air today with you, and I'm going to find out what old emotions are left over from previous relationships. Like, what does that even mean, Stephen? Did you ever hear people use the expression? It's like uh, they're carrying baggage, right? Like, oh, he's got baggage. And baggage mean they have old, unresolved problems in your life. And that unresolved problem is just not just, but it's an emotion. And I have the unique ability to find out what emotion that is and wait for it and delete it for you. I have the ability to chat with your subconscious mind. I've got a chart of 60 emotions. Your brain tells my brain what the emotion is when it happened. And then with the magnet, I can delete it for you. Stay tuned and witness the heart wall. That means the removal of negative emotions from unprocessed from previous relationships. Stephen, did I do that justice to explain even what it might look like today?
0: It was absolute perfection. Seriously. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And the expression, you with know, if somebody buries their feelings, right? You know, let's take in a simple emotion. There's 60 on the chart. Let's take the emotion humiliation. So an unprocessed emotion means you didn't process it. You didn't cry. You didn't get off. You didn't break dishes. You didn't scream. You didn't say, I hate one. Nut. So it's emotion. And humiliation is common. You know why? It's not one we like to brag about. It's funny, though. We'd say, oh, Stephen, I'm so angry today. But I wouldn't tell you if I was humiliated. Do you hear the difference? So some of the emotions that we experience that we don't talk about, they become unprocessed, and then they become part of your vibe. So right now you and I, we are sending a vibe, and then people are matching the vibe that we're sending. And everybody has old, unprocessed, negative emotions from previous relationships that I can delete for them. And it's called the heart wall, which means it's a wall around your heart. They're the size of a baseball, and they're causing you to attract negative things in new relationships. You know how a current relationship, somebody might trigger something that's not even them. Mm-hmm. And that trigger is like a pimple that popped up. And that pimple is like an old emotion left over from seven relationships ago that's still there, like an un, and it raises its ugly head and said, Oh, this is so unfair. This current partner or client or customer it's not about them, but something they said triggered me. We're used to using that word. And this trigger is legit. And it's triggered a sleeping emotion of anger or jealousy or hatred. And it rises it's up like a pimple and never gets deleted until today by me. So yes, if you're in, are you in for the process, Steven?
0: I am. You just had cut out just for a split moment, but you're back.
1: Okay, good. So I'm just setting it up today. So is there anything you'd like to add to the experience What people can be listening for cetera?
0: Personally, uh, from the first experience, Michael, uh, you asked me, um, and I don't want to paraphrase here, but something like, did I feel something or did I feel an energy or movement somewhere along yeah. those lines? And I said yes, and I did. It was very subtle, it was gentle. Yeah. Most people think that when movement happens or a shift happens or change, it needs to really smack you or punch you in the face. But I'm going to tell you the most and more powerful transitions, emotional, mental, and and what you had done for me that day, come in slightly silent or just very gentle, but they're the most powerful.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah. And you know, these um, these emotions that I'm deleting are the size of the baseball and their energies, and you can't see them on a um, an x-ray. You know, somebody goes to the x-ray, because their shoulders and back, and, and the doctor or the technician does the x-ray, and they sit Oh, there's nothing on here. And you're thinking, I'm in pain. That, see, the x-ray doesn't show a baseball-sized emotion that's pushing up on the side of your neck. Or maybe there's three of them on your shoulder, and you can't lift your shoulder because there's three baseball-sized emotions. So the one I'm doing today for you, they're baseball-sized negative energies that are collected around your chest and your heart, and here's, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to connect with Stephen. And your subconscious mind, Stephen, knows everything, everything you touched, tasted, smelled, everything you experienced, everything you read, everything you smelled, everything you felt, everything. That's a big, that's a big C drive at your computer to store all that. But I have the ability to go into that C drive of your subconscious mind and ask it yes or no question. Is it this file? No. Is it this one? No. Is it this one? So with my question asking, I'm going to find out what are your unprocessed emotions from previous relationships. Find out what they are and delete them for you. Thank Say you. Say yes if you're in.
0: Yes, I am in. I am yeah. ready. You, you have my permission.
1: Okay, great. Now the reason why I have to have your permission because otherwise I'd be able to connect with people on the street, my neighbors, <laughs> okay. and my family. So it's like you say, St- Stephen, I go to your studio and I see on my phone, there's power 98.5 internet back, a fi It's available to me, but it doesn't mean I'm allowed in, right? I need the password. It's like you and I are connected, but I'm not, I'm not able to connect with you, in, you know, this, uh, in this subconscious way until you give me the password. It's like your wife. So you gave me permission, which is the password. Okay, I'm gonna get the session started. I'm gonna drink some water. It's important for conductivity. So if you hear water gurgling, that'll be me throughout the session. Okay, I'm muscle testing right now and it's remember the days of AOL where it ee, ee, all that screeching <laughs> sound. Yes. So I'm doing that right now. I'm scanning vibrationally. It's like a vibrational Wi-Fi. I'm scanning for Stephen. I have his permission. He's given me his password. I'm still, There we go. Am I Michael Loge? Am I connected to Stephen C? Yes. Okay. Here's my first. Yes. Well, that was my first question. Am I? Yes. Am I Michael Loge? No. Am I Stephen? Yes. And do I have a heart wall with the world? Yes. How many? One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So I had 15 unprocessed trapped emotions from previous events and relationships. Yes. Does Michael have them on the chart? Yes. Are five in the same box? Yes. Column A. Yes. Column B. No. Column A. Row two. No. Row one. Okay. I found the first five. So how old was I when I had these emotions that didn't process them? Was I born? Yes. Was I one, two, three, four, five, six. I was six years old. And I collected these emotions around my heart from an event when I was six. Deleting this heart wall of abandonment when I was six. Deleting this heart wall of betrayal when I was six. Deleting this heart wall of forlorn when I was six. Remember, I have a magnet. I'm connected to Steven. I don't want to take on that energy. Like if I was deleting a bug from Steven's computer, I wouldn't want it to come to my computer. So just like a magnet could delete that file, I'm deleting it so I'm not taking it on. Deleting a heart wall of lost. Deleting a heart wall of love unreceived. And they were all at that same age. Okay, where's the next one? Is it A, 1, 2, 3, 4? Yes, how old was I? Was I 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14? I was 15. It was just from a relationship when I was 15. Yes. Deleting this heart wall of anger. Deleting this heart wall of bitterness. Deleting this heart wall of guilt. Deleting this heart wall of hatred. Deleting this heart wall of resentment. How old was I? Was I uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26? 22, 4, 5, 26, a heart wall of blaming when I was 26, a heart wall of dread when I was 26, a heart wall of fear when I was 26, a heart wall of horror when I was 26, and a heart wall of peeves when I was 26. Do I have any trauma heart walls from leftover relationships or events? How many? One, two. A. One, two, eight, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. This will be interesting. This is the trauma. It's called the trauma heart wall of loss of your ability to have a voice. And I don't mean the DJ voice. I mean like express yourself, have an opinion, agree with something, disagree with something. It's just my own trauma. Yes. How old was I? Was I 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. So here's the scenario, it's my interpretation. When you were 24, someone said, shut up, or you can't say that, or who do you think you are? And that energy shut your voice down. Is this my own trauma, A, five, five? Deleting this heart wall trauma, A, five, five. Okay, now do I have a heart wall with the world? Do I have a heart wall with myself? No. Do I have a heart wall with anybody? Do I have a heart wall with myself? Yes. A. One, two, three, four, five, one, 2, A heart wall of peeved, which is pissed off. Believe this heart wall of peeved that I have with myself. Now, do I have a heart wall with the world? No. Nope. Am I done with this? Yes. Am I complete? Yes. Am I done? Yes. Okay, Steve, I'm going to give you a minute to catch up to that. Maybe uh, and then I'll hear from you. But, you know, for our friends listening, uh, what you just witnessed is that I was, uh, I connected with Stephen's subconscious mind that knows everything. And through my quick question asking, his brain told my brain the dates and the emotions that are collected around his heart. I deleted each one with the magnet. And now, Stephen, you won't be sending those emotions to the world anymore. And now that you have a new vibe, you're going to attract new things. I'll say that again. When you have a new vibe, you attract new things. Matter of fact, the only way to attract anything different is to send a different vibration. And that happened with you today. Give me some comments or feedback. What made sense? What was exciting? What do you want to say about that?
0: Age six was a very pivotal moment, um, year in age that while I was still with my biological mother and my stepdad, uh, it was not too long, uh, about a year and a half or so, give or take before I transitioned out in the state of New Jersey, took me away from my family. They put me in foster care at seven and a half. Yeah. However, six was six was the final straw to where I began to disconnect from myself as a child yeah. because of the abuse. And, um, it was an area to where I was battling good and evil very, very strongly as a child at that age, emotionally and mentally. And yeah. um, I I will say uh, I did feel slightly disconnected. Um, even in my strength, I still felt as if I was splitting apart, if that makes sense.
1: Fifteen. 15- yeah, it makes sense to you if you're trying yeah. to
0: uh 15 was uh huge because um that was between 14 15 but 15 was uh, at the age that I really had to adjust to a real new life why um my dad was uh transferred in the military to navy to Georgia you figure um you know here is a you know a young kid very flamboyant um Uh, you know, biracial, Italian, Sicilian, Puerto Rican, and Brazilian moving to a southern state and starting school and everything at 15. And I'm going to tell you, uh, southern hospitality, especially to a northerner, and a northerner that's slightly tinted with color um, and flamboyant was not easy um, at all. I did not experience southern hospitality, hospitality the way most people would think they should.
1: So you can see how that event shapes your being after that, right? And all of those, but they're all lifted. So that's not part of your vibration anymore. That's what's exciting about this. And some people can remember the event, like you're kind of, you know, give or take kind of, that's okay. Some people say, I don't remember that. And sometimes it's it could have been an event on the playground or it could have been a big event like yours around marriage and the household and stuff. But it still has an impact on us, so...
0: The other thing that comes to me at the age of six and this is where it's going to warrant your expertise, I remember um, it, it very vividly. I was standing in a hallway before entering into the um, into the townhouse apartment, kind of townhouse like. And I remember I had some chocolate in my hand. Now, I was never a sugar junkie. I was never a caffeine junkie. Caffeine still to this day doesn't do anything for me. I just at times like the taste. I like coffee, ice cream. But I remember when I was about to eat that, and it was a Hershey bar, if memory serves me correctly. I heard on the right side of my brain, don't. But I knew why because I eventually sorted out that um, I would use um sugar and chocolate as a way to boost my moods and my emotion. When I heard that don't, don't do it, it's because I wasn't in a good frame of emotional being. When I did, I felt a shift happen inside of me. And I felt the difference of what my body was chemically going through and what I was as a soul, as a spirit was going through. And I was experiencing this transition happening from an emotional, mental aspect that when I had eaten that piece of chocolate, I felt as though I had given up something within myself and power over something else. And throughout my life, I used to have what was called my <laughs> chocolate cabinet. Anytime I felt not at my best or safe, it's usually safe. um, I would go towards sugar or go to sugar and chocolate. So with this heart connection and what's been done today, do you believe that that's going to be lifted and I would be, I'm free from the go to abusing it?
1: No, everything is event related. What I did today was deleting unprocessed emotions from previous relationships. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about, I can do in a minute. I can do in thirty seconds. I can delete, and I've done it on Clubhouse. I've worked with one. Th- not worked with. I've got three sessions on Clubhouse. One thousand one hundred seventy-two people I've worked with. You were one of them. And out of those one thousand one hundred seventy-two sessions, three hundred of them, I deleted a specific food or drink from people. In under 20 seconds, one person at a time, everything from chocolate to pizza to bread to Diet Coke to Pepsi to liquor to beer to wine to peanuts to jujubes, all of it. And what happens is that I'm able to find out, for example, someone says, oh, I'm addicted that one guy two weeks ago, cashews, he would eat two handfuls of them. You know, cashews, I say to eat three. Mm-hmm. Really? Who's eating three? He's eating two handfuls every night going to the cupboard. So I found out through muscle testing, about eight years ago, he was eating a cashews and he had a negative experience. And then that emotion got locked in with the cashew. So whenever he was having that feeling, unknowingly, he didn't know the connection. But two weeks ago, I found out the emotion, deleted it. He hasn't had a cashew since, <laughs> and he's got c- cans of them in his house and zero interest wow so if you wanted to demonstrate you could tell me a specific food or drink item and i could delete it for you forever and then you'll have an update for your uh, power 98.5 listeners when they say down the road hey Stephen, did you ever have that food item you know you'll be able to hold your head up high and say yeah. i haven't had it since <laughs> may 4th, 2022 michael lozzi thank
0: you <laughs> it's chocolate it's chocolate
1: yeah and like Chocolate, anything, chocolate cake, cookies, or chocolate pieces, or what would you say?
0: Uh, yes, anything chocolate, anything chocolate.
1: Okay, well, let's do it now. I'll be able to put a significant deduction in it, but I have to include all kinds of chocolate. So you're going to even build a fun list. You might not eat them all, but I got to I got to include them all in my question. So, mm-hmm. okay, so Stephen, May fourth, twenty twenty two. Maybe the last day you crave or want anything to do with chocolate. We're going to find out soon. Just hold on. <laughs> hey, again, if you're listening, uh, I'm muscle testing. I'm scanning. I'm going to be able to connect to a Stephen's subconscious mind. I'll let you know when I'm there. And I am here. Yes. Hey, by the way, I live on an island on the west coast of Canada. Stephen's not here. But this is why it's called distance healing because I'm doing it at a distance. Yes. Am I Michael Loje? No. Am I Stephen? Yes. So, um, I'm asking about chocolate, any kind of chocolate, chocolate cookies and chocolate cake and chocolate ice cream and chocolate pieces, good chocolate, lots of chocolate, chocolate in it. Chocolate on it, chocolate around it, frozen chocolate, Easter chocolate, Halloween chocolate, Christmas chocolate, any kind of chocolate on it or in it, it comes with it, chocolate's there, free chocolate, candy chocolate, wrap chocolate, dollar store chocolate, Walmart chocolate, grocery store chocolate, high-end chocolate, chocolate anytime, any event, chocolate on my pillows. In my entire life, if I had over 10 bites of chocolate, yes, have I over had 1,000? Have I had over 1,000 bites of anything chocolate in my life? Yes. Have I had over 2,000? We'll stop there. In my life, I've put in a piece of chocolate, any kind of form, any kind of style of sauce, a dip, and on a decided chocolate 2,000 times, yes. I want to go back to the last 2,000 times that I thought about it. or shows that the addiction, the habit, the custom, the trigger, the reason, the season, the person... The tradition, anytime, anywhere in the world that I had the last 2,000 pieces of chocolate, how many emotions ever caused that? Stephen, that was one question. How many emotions ever caused that? Let's find out. Over one? No. Under one? No. One. How old was I? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven. I was eleven. And was I eating chocolate when I was eleven? Yes. And how many emotions caused this? One, five, four, three, two, one. Is it mine? Is this trapped or trauma? Is it A? Is it A? Six. So I, I was eating a chocolate and I had the trauma of feeling ashamed. So I'm deleting this trauma of ashamed at that event while I was eating chocolate. Deleting this trauma of ashamed. What other trapped emotions actually caused me to choose it or put it in my mouth and chew it and say yes to it in my whole life how many more unprocessed emotions ever caused me to want chocolate five four three two one a is a trap trauma is this obsession it's just my own trauma of obsession with chocolate deleting my own trauma of obsession again i have a magnet and i'm deleting this old emotion of obsession deleting this absorbed trauma of obsession Okay, let's check my work here, Stephen. Is it okay if I never had anything chocolate again? Yes. Would it be safe? Yes. Am I worthy? Yes. And do I believe it? Yes. And now when I'm thinking about having my favorite high-end chocolate at my high-end chocolate store or my my favorite chocolate ice cream or chocolate case where I ever get it, I buy it, I get it, and I eat it, now the thought of reaching out and putting a piece of that high-end chocolate, what is the severity of my interest or desire, is it? 10, nine eight five four three two one zero is it okay if I never look for a bot? want it suggest to anything chocolate ever again yes is that okay is it safe am I worthy do I believe it am I done yes Stephen any sensations or memories of that
0: yes uh, you nailed it and um, and keep in mind those that are listening I want to thank you to everyone tuning in live on air with Stephen Cuoco. we got Michael lozier. He's doing a session with me surrounding uh, um, the heart center. But right now, food, specifically chocolate, is shamed is what I felt. Um, I remember that. And uh, very, very much so. An obsession. Uh, Two of the most accurate words to describe. Yes.
1: Do you have any chocolate, anything in the house, Stephen, or in the office? I
0: did. My friend made me cookies and it's sitting in a plastic bag on the counter.
1: Okay, well we'll see after the after the event if you're um triggered to eat them or not. And it's okay to say yes to it because maybe I didn't find the trigger today. So when we chat again you'll say, You know what, Michael? I did good with chocolate. I didn't have it for five days and then my friend bought my grandmother's favorite chocolate ganache recipe and it's like, Okay, well I didn't include that, right? So so you might come back and say there's there, there was a reason. But it doesn't mean you're gonna get hooked on it again, but maybe that piece of chocolate. So you know, t- chocolate was kind of fun to do, but there's other serious foods that people, you know, how about the people that are drinking two liters of Pepsi a day?
0: I used to or do that.
1: I, yeah, I, I, I've got people, I've had a woman six years ago that still comes to Clubhouse or comes to Clubhouse and reminds me, six years ago, she drank two, two liter Diet Pepsi a day and hasn't had any since. The same with beer and wine and liquor, and how about bread? And you know, everybody has that trigger food. You know, I the most recent when I had fun with, she was buying the you know the little chocolate chippets mm-hmm. in Costco, in the big Costco bag, and wait for it, and never made chocolate chip cookies ever, never intended to. She'd buy the big bag in her weekly grocery order, and eat them by the handful. So last time I had a conversation with her, she hadn't had them since, and she actually gave them to a visitor that came. She had a bag in her freezer and an open bag. Like You know you're hooked when you have a bag in the freezer for backup, right? Mm-hmm. And she hasn't had any since. So I'll be excited to hear your success story about not wanting or desiring chocolate anytime, anywhere, any season or reason or holiday with anybody or any custom.
0: I can tell you what the trigger is uh, because I just called upon it, and there could be other ones, but the main uh, trigger uh, in memory was the feeling of depressed and unhappiness when it comes to environment. Anytime I'm in a situation, um, uh, anytime uh, you know, even before this, I didn't go to star. I went to Starbucks. The line was too long. Um, I was thinking, okay, like I usually get a decaf, you know, americano. Uh, but I came back, I ate something a little bit, and I did go and grab a cookie. And I can tell you the only reason why I grabbed that cookie, there was a, I had a tug of war. One, I wanted to go into this session and be with you with no caffeine, nothing in my system. But when I went to go for that cookie, the feeling was is I wanted to be energized, and I wanted to be in a space to where I... Um, you know, just wanted to have, if anything, just that that uppity up feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah, you want to be present. Hey, listen, I can help you delete that uh, uh, decaf americano at seven bucks too, so you never want it again.
0: That would be um, uh, that would be very interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why it's called. That's why I call it seven bucks. Another woman, you know, I'm on Clubhouse every Sunday, eleven a.m. Pacific time. It's called. Just look up my name, Michael Lozier. I have another woman that I used to work with on Facebook because I've been doing Facebook Lives for five years. And she went to Starbucks twice a day and she bought the large chai latte. What do you think that cost? Oh, wow. The large chai latte. Yeah. 6 twenty five. She bought it twice a day. Everything she did revolved around it. She, whenever she w- went to a city, she knew where all the Starbucks was. And she planned it and she plotted it and she bought it twice a day and she hasn't bought one in three years. She was spending $12, it's like a smoker, $12 a day at seven bucks. And now she doesn't even go to Starbucks at all. I haven't been, they built the biggest Starbucks, probably in Canada, is two doors down from my condo. And I haven't been in and I'll probably never go. I deleted the entire restaurant. I've helped people delete McDonald's, Wendy's, and from our American friends, Um, (laughs) Chick-fil-A, what's another one you guys have? Uh, Popeye's chicken. Mm. I'm deleting all those restaurants for people. So do you want to get rid of your decaf Americanos for seven bucks? Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, we're, we're demonstrating today how everything's emotion related. And right now my subconscious mind is scanning for Stephen's subconscious mind. There we go. Am I Michael? No, am I Stephen? Yes. So, I'm asking about decaf Americana from seven bucks or any Starbucks or anything that looks or similar. Yes. And how many days a week do I normally have one of these? Over one, two, three? These are all yeses. Four, five, six, seven. Not over seven and not under seven. So, the average could be seven days a week. And is the average over two or under two? Yes, yeah, it's under two. It could be two, but it's one. Okay. So, knowing that, Have I had over a hundred? Have I had over a hundred decaf Americanos from Seven Bucks, Starbucks, anybody, anytime, anywhere, over a hundred in my whole life? Yes. Actually over 200 in my whole life. A lot of money, isn't it? It's adding up already. So I want to go to every time that I thought about it, planned it, and plotted it. Oh, I'm going to run out, go to Starbucks, seven bucks, get an Americano decaf. Oh, I'm going to get one on the way there, get one on the way home before I go to the studio, before I go to the office. On the way home, there's one at the grocery store. I want to go to every time that I ever plotted and planned it to stop to get a decaf Americano, any place, including Starbucks. How many tractor motors ever caused that? Over one, under one, one. Is it A, B, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two. Is, is this the, is an emotion? Is this shame? Is this old shame? Yes, do I need to know more? You're leaving this old emotion of shame, hidden shame. I want to go back to every time that I was triggered and thought, oh, I'm going to go out to Starbucks and get a decaf Americano on the way here or on the way there or on the way home, before my meeting, after my meeting, and meet a client there and meet a friend there, any reason, any season, any holiday or any Starbucks, indoors, outdoors, drive through, any time. How many trapped emotions are still causing me to want to have this? 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Is it okay if I never had a coffee at Starbucks again, particularly a decaf Americano? Would that be okay? Is it safe? Am I worthy? And do I believe it? Yes. Is it okay if I drink more water? No, it's not. 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. Deleting rejection, hidden rejection. Is it okay for me if I substituted all these coffees for a tall glass of water? Would that be okay? Is it safe? Am I worthy and do I believe it? Yes, 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 yes. And am I done? Yes. Okay, Stephen. No more coffees of any kind, probably at Starbucks, including the decaf Americano. Drinking more water. No more chocolate. No more negative relationships. Am I your new best friend?
0: Are you my that best friend?
1: Yes, I'm saying. Are you my new best friend? Now that I'm resetting all of your food and your life and your coffee habits.
0: You have been even before this. Yes, even before this session. And one last thing, <laughs> if I may, Michael. That's been. Go ahead, Colin. No, no, <laughs> nobody has ever known. For some reason, I hold my breath. I've been doing it since I was a child. It's almost like a. <gasps> especially when things don't move fast enough. Um, And I want to let you know that everything that you've, to everyone who's listening, Michael did not know anything about my past. I have not shared any specific details to Michael, even when it comes to specifically of age, circumstance, Michael is doing all this on his own. Um, When it comes to holding my breath, Um, I still do it to this day. I'm 48 years old, and there are times I have to catch myself. I can be moving around. I could be running. I could be doing anything, and it has become very exhausting. Um, It's even affected my workouts. I don't understand why I hold my breath. I don't breathe.
1: Okay. I just deleted the reason, but I'll tell you what it is. So um, they were these emotions, discouragement, rejection, and sadness. And I was one, two, three. I was three years old. I'm deleting this emotion of discouragement, deleting rejection, deleting sadness. So it's been that long since you've had this, right? And before today, what was this? How many days a week did I hold my breath? I had the habit of holding my breath. Seven. And... What is the severity since this the last three minutes? Have I relaxed my breathing in my chest? Yes. Okay. And I'm asking about my breath all the way from my lungs right out through my nostrils. What is the severity of the air air passage blockage? Is it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? And how many emotions make up this blockage? Five, four, three, two, one, A, one, two, three, one, two. Is it a one two three one? Was that it when I was three years old? Yes, yeah, at the same event. Is this mine? I'm deleting this old emotion of crying when I was three years old. That's stopping my air passageways. Deleting this emotion of crying. Now what's the severity of my air passageway blockage? Is it ten nine eight seven six five four? There's more. Is it one two one a one two three? Is it sorrow? Did this happen at the same event? Yes. Deleting sorrow at this event. When I was three, hidden sorrow, hidden sadness, hidden rejection, hidden discouragement, hidden crying. Now where's my air passage blockage? Is it? Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Okay. I'm just going to disconnect. Take a couple of big breaths there, Stephen, and let me know what's different. Okay, you can come back, Stephen, and let me know how that feels, what you're feeling.
0: Uh, I felt a shift go from left to right. Left to right. I felt movement, a shift. Literally, I felt a move from left to right.
1: Okay, and now just take a breath, noticing your lungs right out through your, your throat and out your nose, if that's feeling easier or bigger, you can do that bigger than you had before
0: there isn't a weight um it it always felt like i had a vice grip around my um i guess you would say torso almost like somebody's think of like um king kong and you know holding that woman that's what i always felt like tight in the hand okay yeah
1: yeah okay so you're saying that's feeling easier for you to breathe now Yeah,
0: i don't feel like there's a vice grip clutching my arms against the side of my chest.
1: Okay. And have you caught yourself holding your breath like you're used to doing?
0: I just did for a moment. And before you even said it, I then started to breathe. Okay.
1: Good. Okay. I'm going to go and find out what caused that little trigger. And then uh, we're done with the breathing. How easy is that? Steven, is this the easiest walk-in clinic that you never had to walk to? (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hubhouse, House, 11 a.m. Pacific time on Sundays. Okay, Stephen, I'm reconnecting with you, yes. Uh, so, you know, my conscious mind was saying just a few seconds ago, I caught my, well, first, I'm going to ask this question. Have I reduced the amount of time that I held my breath since the last in the last four minutes? Have I reduced the time that I hold my breath by how much? 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 81, 81%. So is there still something that's causing me to hold my breath just a little bit? 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, A, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 1, 2, 3. Is it fear? Is it mine? Fear, hidden fear, vibrational witness of fear, psychotrauma shock and fear. Okay, now do I have any uh, trapped emotions of any kind, stopping, blocking me from having a big breath and just letting my breath go nice and in, nice and out. Is it okay if I never hold my breath again? Yes. As it says, yes. Am I worthy? Yes. And am I done? Yes. Okay, Stephen, we'll get on that update from you from the breathing department.
0: Yes, I wrote that down. This is, yeah, we're going to have Michael back on. We're going to do an update uh, by Michael's suggestion of when we should check in. Um, Overall, Michael, I want to truly thank you. Uh, This... There is no reason why to not give permission to just sit down. And I'm speaking to the listeners, to those that are listening, that will listen um, to this episode. Um, it will be published on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and, uh, Amazon Audible. It's also will be available on Spotify. We will have this air 2 p.m., Uh, re-airing this live at 2 p.m. this week. We're going to do, today is Wednesday, we will do Friday and Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern time, and we may even follow this up through the following week, which I believe I'm going to. We're going to keep this uh, on rotation um, ever so often uh, for the next couple weeks, Uh, but definitely look at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 Pacific. Um, I, I feel truly what you did. This is my question. I know that that was a lot. What do you recommend for some people who may not be able to do as much as we did as that you did uh, for me, Michael, in such a short time is how's the process? How do you determine when it comes to a client or someone you're working with, a friend, family member, how many areas of their life should be addressed in a session?
1: Uh, well, well. as far as I like to the session, the sessions are 25 minutes long. You saw what I did just within minutes. So people would book two 25-minute sessions so we can have a follow-up period. And then on my website, I got a list of about 100 things that I help people with. So some people, a brand new woman today, she brought 12 things and we looked at them. And then today we worked on four of them and they were significant. There was anxiety. She had panic attacks. So these are major things that I'm working on just within 10 or 20 minutes. Some people hire me very – a business person might say, you know what, I've got some blocks to getting clients. I might work on that, and I might blow the snot out of them and thinking, oh, by the way, I can help you with your hips. They didn't hire me for hips, but if you can get your hips fixed when you're getting your relationship, let's do that, right? It's like a menu. You go to the restaurant. You might go to a chicken restaurant and think – Oh, I didn't know they had um, lobster macaroni and cheese. So, you got to know what people have. So, to answer your question, people usually hire me for the two sessions. They bring a list of a few things. And when they get and they do these extra awesome results, then they look at the menu and say, you know what? I'm going to come back and I'm going to get the cold hands and feet, and the asthma, and the seasonal allergies. So, They actually find reasons to meet me again because of the success and the ease of correcting either physical or mental problems that people are having, just like you, right? You didn't know I could help you with these things today. And my job is to prompt you and say, hey, uh, tell me about your coffee. Want to delete that? Well, I didn't know that. You know, it's hard to be my friend because I'll bring it up all the time. You can't even ask my in-person friends. They've got a runny nose. I I can fix that. I had a buddy with me a couple of weeks ago come to my place and he would go on the balcony to smoke and I didn't like it because it was coming in the house. And he came in and I said, you want, do you want to get off cigarettes? He said, yes, I spend $15 a day. And I said, I can help you. And he said, oh, he goes, you helped me with my hips before. I didn't know you could do smoking. So he built a list of 21 triggers. We heard that word today, right, Stephen? Yes. 21 triggers. When I get up in the morning, when I get a coffee, when I get in the truck, when I get to work, when the phone rings and I had to do a session for each one of those items in front of them, we sat at the dinner table and it took about 20 minutes. And then we went to the living room we start watching TV and we're an hour and 10 minutes in. And I asked him, I said, is this the longest you've been without a cigarette? And he says, holy, he, swore, he said, mm. this is the longest since I've been 15 years old with the exception of sleeping. So I said, well, you can have a cigarette if you want. He said, yeah, I want it. It was just triggered as soon as I brought it up. So I saw him go out on the balcony. He lit a cigarette. He took two drags. And I saw him. He, he didn't save the cigarette. He actually put it in a little planter and broke it. So he came in. I said, is that the first time that you actually destroyed a full cigarette? He said, it is. And I said, um, and were you doing that because of me? He said, no. I just, because I had two drags. And my little voice said, this is horrible. And he put it out. Mm. So my, so I gave him homework. Remember, we talked about triggers. I didn't have them all. Right. So his assignment was he needed to text me every day whenever he had a cigarette and just to let me know. So the next day I said, uh, he texted me, said, dude, I cannot believe I woke up. I didn't have a cigarette. I got to work. I made my coffee. I got on the truck and he said that it happened. It, he works on a construction site. It was 10 o'clock break time and all the smokers get together and that I went there and I had one. So that was perfect, right? That I didn't I didn't list that. So by text, I did a session with him and the next day he said, oh, when we're going for a long drive to and they would truck they would stop off at rest sites and you don't have cigarettes, he goes, I had to break that habit. So my point is I have to find I know the trigger and then I delete it. And that's what we did today with your chocolate, for example. Mm-hmm. What was the trigger? How did it get deleted? What was the coffee trigger? I deleted it. So hopefully that's making sense to people. And I think we should come back and uh, get uh, and let people know. So if they're listening to this one, they can anticipate um, another return visit on an update and all the other changes that you're going to notice.
0: I'm going to remember
1: be... when you're about when your vibration changes your results change and you have a different vibration than you did 48 minutes ago
0: it 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 really does and uh i'm going to honestly say like my thought keeps going to as as you were sharing michael to put that bag of chocolate in the garbage now anyone who is listening and those that will be listening to this episode <laughs> I don't BS, as, as Michael, I told Michael even before we went live, I don't BS. I'm excited. That's the reason why. If you want to know why, it's not subliminal. Michael is not leading me. There's no suggestive <laughs> hypnotherapy going on here. I'm very much in control. I'm very competent, very aware. Once again, Michael has touched on a lot of things he knew nothing about. I okay? did not tell him.
1: If you want to have chocolate, have chocolate. There's no judgment or denial. Enjoy it, right? And maybe you might come back and say, you know what, Michael? I reduced it by 90%, and that's okay, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Or you might say, I don't want it ever again. Or you might come back and say, I still want that Hershey bar. And it just means it didn't get, we didn't get it. But overall, you're going to find a significant reduction for sure. What an opportunity to expose this type of um virtual healing on your show. I'm very excited and how how lucky for other people really to hear it's like, wow, I can get stuff fixed without having to go to Vancouver Island where Michael lives. Yes, it's done. We did it over a phone today. Mm-hmm. normally it's done through you know um, a, a zoom video because you could point to things that body parts and stuff that you need fixed, but yeah. and look at the results you got with your two minute session last Sunday.
0: Oh, I know that. Oh, I'm, I'm still feeling it. Honestly, I'm still feeling yeah. it for anyone that would like to have a session with you. And like you said, Michael, if something happens and if you, uh, if it wasn't found, um, the precise trigger, what should that person do? What does that mean?
1: Well, you know, when, when, when people come to me, like, I didn't get a list from you cause we did it, but if you were to say, Hey Michael, I want to work on my, my trigger. You, you wouldn't call it a trigger cause people don't know what's called a trigger. I want to get rid of pizza. And I say, well, give me a list of all the times that you want it. Right. And they're, they're trigger times. Oh, birthday parties, or every time I see pizza delight, I want to go in, you know, and, and then I collapse those. And It doesn't mean, and there might've one that got missed. Maybe your friend's a pizza chef and invited you to his restaurant for pizza or something. Well, it's okay to have that, right? It's not like getting rid of it. But you might eat chocolate and you say, you know what? I'm going to eat some chocolate, and you might not like the taste of that. So so enjoy it if you can, and for most parts, people won't want to have it again. Mm-hmm. And if you do, that's okay too.
0: But for the right reasons, because once again, to digress slightly back, and as I you know, shared here live with you, Michael, when I did eat that piece, I wasn't in that place and space emotionally and mentally where I felt the best. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh no, that makes sense for sure. And, um, yep. I'm I'm interested to hear your story. You know, when I work with the client, uh, my system sends them a 48 hour update for email. You know, I have a 98% success rate of people replying to it. And you know what it says? Tell me about your, tell me the success and changes you've been noticing from your session. And 98% people, the other two don't reply, they didn't see it or didn't get it. Everybody replies, and most people say the same thing. Michael, you'll never guess what's happening. Mm. I always write back, I said, I'll never guess it, but I'll believe it. <laughs> because when your energy changes the result. That's how. that's how I can guarantee to you, I guarantee your results are gonna change. How do I have the nerve to guarantee that? Because it's the guarantee of law of attraction, and law of attraction says it'll match the vibrations that you're sending. And when the vibration changes, your vibe changes. And you, so I can guarantee it for you because I know you do. I know your vibration's different because I changed it with a magnet. Mm-hmm.
0: And especially with the heart center, that um, I'm excited about it all. What I'm really looking forward to even more, what I feel like, I I truly feel like I want to jump out of this seat, is the difference in the people I'm going to start to attract. That is what I'm excited about. It doesn't mean that I've attracted uh, all the wrong people. I tend to attract, and I'm going to be very transparent with you, Michael, and this is something I, of a conversation I had with my mentor. I said, why am I always attracting damaged people? I, and I said, I know I'm asking that. And uh, her name's Jay. I said, I know I'm asking that. But at the same time, and even my mentor Vivian as well, uh, but I said, I went, I knew, and I remember – who I was before life really started to hit me hard as a child, before um, before I became, I'm going to say, jaded and um, discouraged and angry and all of these things, everything that you touched on emotionally, uh, ashamed. And I went through that muck. I went through that darkness, and I got out on the other side. But then there's no but. After I got over onto the other side, remembering and reclaiming my true self and my empowerment and power and my light, I still found that once I did that, I started to attract certain people that were even more tumultuous and self-dangerous and self-volatile. And I I still at the age of 48, Michael, and and once again, this is is why it's so huge when you propose and when we got talking about the Heart Center, is because I really, I don't have an opinion or judgment about someone of what they're going through. What I would like, and um, that is now different, even though I have not experienced it, I believe it, is now to attract people that have gone through that darkness but gotten out on the other side. My mentor said, she goes, Stephen, you're light, just who you are. You attract these people because they're looking for safety. They're looking for security. I said, I understand that, and I respect that because I was once in that position. Now I would like to be in a position to where, you know, even if someone were to have gone through that, they, they – were strong enough for themselves to where they don't stay in that space. They're no longer remaining a victim. And for some reason, I still attract people that are comfortable in that darkness and in that, and being a victim, they don't want to be healed. And that's always, um, that's always, are you
1: open? Are you open to a different interpretation of the reason why it's happening?
0: I am. I, I really would like to
1: know your, your thought. Okay. Yeah. It's my interpretation. And this is, everyone needs to hear this. It's so important. The response that you're getting from other people is matching the vibration that you're sending about them. Mm. Period. Mm. I know it's big and ugly. It's big and ugly. I'm going to tell you a little story. I'll let you digest that. You know, I worked for the government years ago, and I was a project manager. So there was always a pool of admin people and support people that I could choose from. And, hey, Michael, we're doing a new project, and I could go to the pool of people, and I chose. And then we're we're in a project managers meeting. And I said, "Okay, I want. I'd love to have Betty." And everybody snaps their head at me and they said, "Betty." I said, "Yes, Betty. She's my star." And everybody said, oh, my God, she's a pain in the you-know-what. She drives me on and on and on and on. And I was sitting back and say, my Betty? The response that you're getting from Betty is matching the vibration that you're sending about Betty. She can only match it. She can't buck it or resist it. So with you, Stephen, we won't do it today. With another time, we could do it in another show. I could find out, now this is accountability, and I can hear you're not resisting it. You're owning it, right? If, if, if that's what I'm attracting, I must be sending that vibration, even though that we've been denied that we're sending it, right? Well, I'm not sending the vibration to attract broken people. You're not doing it on purpose, but that's the law. The law says if you've attracted it, you've had to send the vibration that created it. And with the emotion code, I could ask your subconscious mind, what are the vibrations that you're sending about people that are causing me? And I could find it and delete it. And then you won't attract those people.
0: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Michael. Yes. Okay.
1: So when you break when you break that negative vibration about, you know, what you say about these people, when you don't have that vibration, you're not sending it anymore. How could anybody reply to it? it Tell might- me that sentence again. Did you write that sentence down or do you want me to say it again? Say the it response.
0: Ag- say it again, please.
1: Thank you. The response that I'm getting from blank. The response that I'm getting from customers, the response that I'm getting from my boyfriend, my husband, my wife, my kids, my doctor, my nurse, the client, the barista, the response that I'm getting from blank is matching the vibration that I'm sending about them. I'm writing it down. So what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? So maybe some of you are you're getting job interviews and you're going for a job interview. You know when the interview starts? It starts in the car on the way there. And the response that you're getting from the interview team is matching the vibration that you sent about them before you got there. What do we say in the car? Now, whether it's a golf game you're going to or a date that you're going to or old school in-person interview, the story that we tell ourselves about where we're going is what gets matched. Oh, I hope my date's not a you-know-what. I hope they're not late. I hope they're not rude. I hope they're not. And when you hope all the things that you don't want it to be that way, you're sending the vibration of the way you don't want it to be. And then when you attract the way you don't want it to be, you say, why am I attracting this? Somehow, somewhere, you had to have sent the vibration that created it. So, Stephen, in your case, in another episode, we're going to find out, What's the vibration that you're sending that's causing you to attract people that are needy or broken or whatever the word is. Mm. Tell me me if that makes sense to you.
0: It makes complete sense. And I greatly am appreciative of your perspective. And it makes sense to me.
1: Well, good stuff. Well, I think that's a helpful note for us to wrap up with is today, just recap, Stephen, Bye-bye chocolate, any kind, any way. Bye-bye some of those old memories that were stopping you from kind of moving forward and having a voice. Bye-bye to stop breathing, not breathing. Remember that? You were doing that. Have right. you noticed that since?
0: Yes, I have. I have.
1: Yeah. And bye-bye seven bucks, deep. American. <laughs> yes. <at> <laughs>
0: I'm writing this all down. And once again, to recap, write down and ask yourself the response I'm getting from blank. I put in parentheses who, or we're going to put, what is matching the vibration I'm sending out about them.
1: That's right. You know, and this morning I was on a clubhouse event and I did this hot wall session with some business people and I was able to find out here was the question. Do I have a heart wall, which is unprocessed negative emotions, with prospects? And yes, everybody today, they had, and maybe maybe some of them were sending the vibration of rejection. How come? Because they got rejected. And one guy had, his vibe around prospects was rejection, discouragement, and abandonment. Well, if you send those vibes about prospects, what are you going to get? you're going to get rejection and discouragement and more abandonment. I mean, you wouldn't do that on purpose. You wouldn't on purpose have the, so I deleted those for him today and now he's got a new vibration and his new prospects won't be responding the way they used to because he doesn't have that vibe anymore.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: I know, I know today was a lot, there was a lot to hear, lots to consider for some people, this is a massive paradigm shift, right? They've got to spend. They've got to do a Linda Blair, if you know what I mean by that. <laughs> they've got to spin their whole head around and thinking, "What the Christmas is going on here?" Oh,
0: Michael, it's been. What's ex- the fun? Go ahead. What was that,
1: Michael? Well, I'm thinking. You know, on Sunday mornings, I do my um, emotion code room. Sometimes I have 30 people in the room. It lights up like a Jerry Lewis telephone in there if you've ever seen. <laughs>
0: oh, I, I'm a witness to it because that's the room that I found That took me like over 10 rooms. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I joined. So here's the thing, Michael. We know you're on clubhouse. okay, we've you've got your website, Michael lozier. and um, let me make sure here. what do
1: we have? Yeah, but, but it's an easier one. It's releasingnegativeemotions.com. Releasingnegativeemotions.com, releasing which is exactly what I did for you today. I released your negative emotions. Releasingnegativeemotions.com.
0: I'm pulling that up.
1: I'm right. the emotion deleter. I'm the easiest walking clinic that you'll ever have to walk to, not walk to.
0: And then uh, Clubhouse, I know you've got Instagram. We've got uh, releasingnegativeemotions.com. We've also got M I C H A E L L O S I E R M-I-C-H-A-E-L-L-O-S-I-E-R.com. Loving the photos. You're going to really love and respect and enjoy Michael's energy. Thank you. You're welcome. And here's what you... uh, What you wrote, it's time to release your old negative emotions so you can have the life and business that you want. No matter who and what you believe in, my biological family is Roman Catholic. I was adopted by a family uh, that is Alliance Baptist. My parents were missionaries, deacons in a church, devout deacons. I come from a very, very... um, Background uh, when my parents had adopted me, uh, reserved. So I understand from anyone from any walk of life, whether you believe in God, you don't, you believe in spirituality, energy, you, you know, I have friends that are scientists that, you know, don't believe in God, but they do believe in certain scientific things. This is not woo woo. What would you like to say to anybody that's thinking, oh my goodness, this is this is, a, is a, maybe a little bit too much, or I don't know if I'm ready for this. How do I know if I'm ready to do something like this and to work with you, Michael? What would you have to say about that?
1: Well, my first reaction, won't sound very nice, it's none of my business whether people think it's woo-woo or not, because I can't serve everybody, Right. So my ideal client is interested in new ways, right? They also understand that they might have some old emotions that have messed up their life a little bit, whether it's physical or mental. They're coachable, and they're open to being vulnerable with me, like you were today. Boy, we didn't talk about the weather today at all. (laughs) You know, we were right into it. Here's your life, and here's how it's messed up, and I can fix it. So you gotta be vulnerable to work with me. And even on Clubhouse, people in the queue, they got to come up and say, oh, I'm having a bad relationship with my wife. And I mean, who wants to brag? But when you can get it fixed, you become vulnerable. So, And with the emotion code, you don't have to tell me any story. you notice today I was able to go back to those three events in your life, delete them, but I didn't need to know the story. So that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just come with the problems. My job is to delete the emotions that caused it. No story necessary. So be open, be coachable and be on time. That makes a good client.
0: And one of the questions, what equipment do I need to participate? And you wrote, all you need is a telephone. Of course, if you prefer to do the sessions by video, then you'll need a computer, tablet, or mobile phone.
1: Yeah. Well, why I like to do it by Zoom, because now it's friendly. At one time, it was a big deal. But say, for example, Stephen, you might have a sore neck. And I would say, show me, and you would point to it. Even though I'm going to be your proxy, I need to know how to language the question. So some people say, my body's aching all over. Mm, Sorry, not specific enough, right? So you would say, right here, there's a sharp pain. And then we do that and that and so on. And I'd like to see some, I'd like to see you right now having this and watch your reaction as you're getting all this release. So uh, my preference is to work on zoom and there's some people that uh, would do it by phone. That's okay. Some people like doing it by email. That's okay too. But if you want to have a full fun experience, get on the zoomer and we'll do it that way.
0: Michael, I truly
1: go ahead. I was going to say thanks for this opportunity. You know, in my work, um people aren't typing in hey i'd like to find a guy that can fix my neck pain with the magnet i'll resume like they're not typing that in right so my way to let people know what i do is generous people like you that said listen show people or let people see and hear what you do use me as an example so what a gift it was for you to help me introduce to all the power 98.5 listeners and people listening to this anywhere it's like wow there's another way to get stuff corrected via Michael Logey, via steve That's how you got here today. So thanks, everybody, for hanging out and participating. I,
0: I really want to thank you again, Michael. This time, the permission you've given yourself and the opportunity you've given and gifted to me and the listeners is truly, truly um, beyond filled with gratitude, love, and appreciation.
1: Thank you. I hear your acknowledgement and love hearing it.
0: Thank you to everyone for tuning in live on air with Stephen Cuoco with Michael Lozier today. Please go to uh, his website, michaellozier.com. We've also got the, and it it pulled in or directed me to your uh, site. And can you give that other site uh, to us one more time?
1: Certainly. Releasing. Negative emotions.com. Releasing negative emotions.com.
0: Michael, thank you again. Is there anything that you would like to close with, giving a shout out to anybody? What would you like to share with our
1: listeners? Okay. Well, how about this sentence? And people might have to think about it for a while. And it's a, it's a mantra I get what. I vibrate. I get what I vibrate, period. I'm writing that down.
0: I get what I vibrate. Thank you, Michael. So, thank you to everyone else. Um, who has just joined, commented, messaged Michael Lozier, please go to his website, www.michael.com. We're gonna re-air this episode uh, Friday and Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. We're gonna do a check-in with Michael my update, my progress, um, when Michael feels that it's going to be appropriate and worth, um, you know, going into whether it's a week, two weeks, a month, and I'm excited. Uh, Mike, I'm extremely comfortable with Michael. He knows um, that when I had found his room on Clubhouse and all the people that were there, normally I'm a very private person. I did not care how many people were in the room. I did not care how many people listen. It wasn't even a thought, honestly, I didn't even give a breath, um, to who was there. My direct attention was to Michael and his direct attention. One-on-one was with me. So no matter how many people are there, Michael really knows how to create that space just for you, whether you're by yourself or you're amongst a group of people. If you have any questions, comments, um, you're loving this episode. Please reach out to my team. Go to power985.com. Send us a message. Uh, this also will be available on iHeartRadio, Amazon Audible, Amazon uh, Music, Spotify, and uh, all other areas of where you can find everything live on air with Stephen Quoco and Power ninety-eight point five Satellite Radio. Michael. You're not only my new friend, you are a reconnected family member. And I appreciate you for that.
1: Thank you, Steven.
0: All right, everybody. Have a great and most beautiful day, weekend, new year, and uh, connect with Michael. And find him on Clubhouse because I'm going to be there this Sunday with him. Have a great day.
1: socials and let's connect.